0: I am Anansi, Keeper of Stories. Settle down while I stir the pot. Join me while I spin a tale. Welcome to Anansi Storytime. I'm your host, Scooter. Today we have a story about a girl who wheeled and dealt herself into a golden opportunity. Our story is called Rumpelstiltskin, and it's based on a classic German tale. Our players are L.J. Donnell, Max Baskin, Matt Olaf Hinton, William Wolf and Michelle Morrison. Please enjoy.
1: And now, a word from our sponsor.
2: Metals. The premium chocolate-covered balls of metal. Melts in your mouth. But please, don't chew. Metals. Taste the aluminium.
0: Come, sit, listen. I once heard a story. It started like this. <laughs> the miller's daughter had been crying for quite some time. The guards had unceremoniously tossed her into this wretched tower cell many hours before. The bloody light of sunset did nothing to warm the cold stone floor, and when she barked her shins and knees upon it, she sent a puff of scratchy straw into the cool spring air. Huddled like death's dark specter in the gloom, the wooden spinning wheel was her only companion on what would be the last night of her life.
1: I hope you're pleased with yourself, father. Your discontent with the humble lot in life we were gifted made you a braggart and a scoundrel, and I will surely die because of it.
0: The wheel creaked in mockery of a response. The miller's daughter wiped away her tears, the bright cast of the moon sharp on her swollen eyes.
1: Even the moon leers its trickster's grin at me.
0: The young girl stood, legs numb with cold, and slapped the stone sides of the window in frustration.
1: Curse you, father! Curse you and your petty, vindictive king! And curse the vile moon! And curse you too, you damned, evil thing! Wait a minute. How are you spinning if the wind has stopped?
0: Fear prickled up her arms, clogging her throat. Slowly, she made herself turn towards the spinning wheel, mounds of straw obscuring it from the moonlight. There, in the gloom, a murky figure sat upon its seat. Terror froze her, washing over her like cold, dark water. White, white teeth, the mirror to the sickle moon, flashed in response
2: so many curses flung so carelessly did you not expect anyone to hear them
0: the miller's daughter pressed herself as hard as she could against the cold stone sill willing as much of the anemic silver light to wash the shadows from her skin the shadowed creature scuttled down onto the floor and moved toward her revealing itself to be a little wisp of a man his eyes glinted like a cat's his dark hair stuck out in all the directions in a way that would have been funny ...had she not been so frightened. He wore more dirt on his skin than a fresh corpse. But that smile was straight and flawless. But... Ah. He raised one long, thin finger that had too many knuckles on it. That's just it, isn't it?
2: You wanted to be heard.
0: The young girl balled her hands into fists and bared her teeth. She had wanted someone to hear. A prince. A fairy godmother... Even her coward of a father would have been preferable to this shambling thing. The creature shook his head.
2: People have been wishing for my help since before the stars had names, girl. I
0: only come when I'm called.
1: I didn't call you. Why would I call a thing like you?
0: The creature grinned his terrible grin again.
1: One
2: should wonder. Regardless of that, I am here to give you what you desire. Freedom,
1: yes. It can't just be freedom. If you free me, the king will just kill my father instead. His majesty was riding past our house this morning with his entourage and saw me as I gathered flowers by our mill. He commented to his fellows that it was such a shame that such a pretty girl with rich golden hair resided in such a shabby mill. She must be quite common, he said. Of course, my father took great offense.
0: You don't have any idea what you're talking about. I have the best mill for 20 miles and the best daughter for a thousand. There is no one like her in this world.
3: Is that so? She seems quite plain to me, with the exception of her lovely hair. Should not a king be able to tell the wheat from the chaff?
0: (laughs) Chaff? My daughter is certainly not chaff. She is... (laughs) She could have. She could pull gold from straw with nothing but a spinning needle.
3: Now that I'd like to see.
1: So I have until dawn to turn these piles of straw into gold, or I'm done for. The king even said that if I tried to escape, my father would take my place instead. I don't know what you are, little thing, but no one can spin straw to gold.
2: Ooh, bitter girl! Someone so lovely should not be so devoid of whimsy. Call me no one then, my Sparkle Kinder. I can spin the straw into gold, or licorice, or anything you like.
1: You can. You really, really can. Of
2: course, for a price.
1: I don't have any money.
2: Sparkle Kinder. I can spin straw into gold. What need have
0: I of money? I want your name. The miller's daughter knew all of the old tales. She knew not to wander too deeply into the wood, and, more importantly, she knew never to give her name to any of its creatures. Names had power, and no one under the thumb of things ever ended well.
1: My ending will come much more quickly if I don't. I'll have to borrow time now and hope for a cleverer me down the path. <sighs> Alicia.
0: Mm. Alicia. He tasted the name like icing on a cake. Its cadence whispered like a prayer. For a moment, his eyes shone brighter. And Alicia regretted not being brave enough to face the axe. Then he went to work, and wonder smothered her fear. The next day, the king and his retinue came to the top of the tower stairs, laughing and jostling each other as they opened the door, only to be dazzled by gold glinting in the morning sun. There she stood, the miller's daughter, with sunshine in her hair and triumph on her face. The king steadied her in the stunned silence.
3: Guard, let us guide
0: our guest to a larger room. Relief became renewed horror as Alicia was guided to the room near the base of the tower. It was larger, with a mattress in the center next to the terrible spinning wheel. Piled high and from corner to daunting corner, Straw sat waiting for a miracle. Alicia glowered at the king. Prove it wasn't a fluke,
3: girl. We will see what happens then. Do apply yourself. Albert has
0: money riding on you. Alicia watched the sun sink, too sullen for tears.
1: There is no way a miracle, even a tilted one from the little goblin, would deign to come to a miller's daughter twice. Oh, even the mattress is filled with straw, that cheeky Arshgaga.
0: But as the crescent moon crawled into the sky, she heard the creaking laughter of the wheel mingle with the almost human voice. (laughs)
2: Alicia, how nice to see you. The moonlight suits you so well, lovely thing.
0: This night, Alicia gave up a lock of her long, golden hair. As he worked, she touched the ragged space where it used to be, pondering what else he took from her with his wonders. The king came with only a single guard to unlock the door this time. He didn't seem to notice the room filled with gold. Only her. Alicia gestured to the room with an irreverent scowl.
1: Well?
3: It seems you're missing some of your golden mane, Lioness. Tell me, is this part of your sorcery?
1: Even if it was, it'd be worth its loss to see that look on your face. Did you lose a lot of money then?
0: To her surprise, the king beamed down at her before signaling his guard and turning on his heel.
3: Hardly. Seeing as I'm Albert.
1: Of course you are.
3: Ooh, such a reverence. Do you not fear me?
0: The king's man led them across the stone bridge leading to the main part of the castle. Despite the giddy rays of spring sunshine, when she spoke... It was in a voice reaching out from the pitch black of the witching hour.
1: I was afraid of you. I've gained perspective.
0: The king turned sharply, his startled green eyes meeting Alicia's calm brown ones. Despite herself, she grinned at his shocked look. The darkness around her edged away.
1: Besides, you haven't killed me yet.
3: So it would seem, Alicia.
0: The guard opened a door on the far end of the bridge and another one inside it that led down, down, down. At the bottom, there was a room the size of her father's entire house. As Alicia looked on in hopeless despair, another guard brought down the wicked little spinning wheel and set it amongst the field of straw waiting for her.
1: How in God's name am I to see what I'm doing in this windowless cell?
0: The king pressed his lips together as he handed her a single oil lamp and some flint.
3: Do try not to squander it, or to set fire to anything. That would be quite a waste. One more night. Just
0: one more night, Alicia. Show me. And so for the third night, Alicia sat shivering in the cloying scent of straw. She would sit in the pitch black for as long as she could stand it, only lighting the lamp for a few precious minutes of oil at a time.
1: Little lighthouse, little lighthouse on the sea. Lighthouse, please watch over me. I know not where my true love be. On these waves, I wafter. Are you there? Hello? Hello? do I want him to be? What kind of thing could enter without doors and windows?"
0: She pressed her hands hard against the lamp to stop them from shaking. She set the lamp down trying to calm herself as she pulled out the flint. It would do her no good if she sparked the straw and burned herself to cinders.
1: Little lighthouse on the shore, may I make it home once more to see the face that I adore?
2: And be parted never
0: after. The pale face loomed suddenly inches from hers in the fluttering light, teeth bright white. Tufts of hair jittered about like spider legs as he laughed at her fright. (laughs) His ghoulish visage was burned into her eyes from the flare of the light in the void.
1: How did you get in here?
0: Alicia, my love, do you know how
2: expensive... Pensive that kind of knowledge is when you already need such a favor from me Unwise
1: what is it you want this time
2: from you now as you are Nothing you are dirty alone and without love You were utterly useless to me
1: But but then why why did you help me at all?
2: How? Why? So many questions. You sang with me, so I'll give you the answer to both. Because I desired to. I want little of what you are, but what I can make you?
0: That interests me to a great degree. Most of these three horrible days in the coming years of her life would fade into dim surreality. But what occurred next would be burned into her brain with perfect unceasing clarity to the end of her days. Your firstborn, of course. She was nothing. She was the poor daughter of a cowardly miller whose story would be cut short come dawn. What man would ever have her after this, anyway? Done. The king dashed through the halls taking steps two at a time until he reached the door, threw it open, and stormed in. The light from the lamp glinted dimly against the gold littering the floor, but he stepped over it like so much debris as he leaned in and gently scooped up the sleeping girl at his feet.
1: Mm. What? Where are you taking me? To
3: breakfast. It makes the dress fitting more bearable.
1: Your Majesty, what are you talking about?
3: Your wedding dress. The gold in these three rooms should just about cover it and the banquet. The rest can come from my coffers.
0: And call me Albert. A wife should call her husband by name. Alicia stared up at the king in total bewilderment. Now that she looked, she realized he could only be a few years older than her.
1: You are quite handsome when you aren't threatening my life. But keeping your intended bride a day and a night in utter darkness was not exactly a romantic proposal.
0: The king stopped walking, bent down, and kissed her soundly, leaving her breathless. Three miracles
3: were needed. One to save your father from our laws against defying a king. One to convince the nobles not to revolt against me for marrying a commoner. The last for the inescapable truth of three. Now, breakfast. Unless you have anything against eggs and pork. Or being queen...
0: Two years passed, with all of the excitement of the wedding, the coronation, and falling unexpectedly in love with her husband. Alicia almost forgot the strange little man who was the source of all of her happiness. Until one night.
3: Mm, Giselle?
1: Shh, I'll see. The nurse should have seen to her by now. Matilda, can you not hear Giselle? Matilda. Shh, shh.
0: Alicia leaned into the dark nursery, but quickly left at the sound of Giselle quieting. Alicia eased the door shut and was about to walk back down the hall when something caught her eye near the stairs at the other end. As she walked towards it, the outline of a stuffed rabbit became quite clear in the dim torchlight.
1: Canaan, what are you doing there?
0: As she stooped at the top of the stairs to pick up the rabbit, she noticed something that made her blood freeze. She snatched a torch from its holder and held it out to illuminate the stone staircase. Poor dead Matilda lay quite still at the bottom. Giselle! She dropped the torch and fled back to the nursery. The rocking chair now faced the door. There he sat, waiting for her return.
1: And now, a queen!
2: So much can change in so little time...
1: What are you going to do with her? Isn't it strange
2: how no one ever seems to ask that question before the deal is done? Eh, pity.
1: Please, she's my daughter. She's innocent. Take me instead.
2: Oh. Now see? You always know how to make it interesting. A trade is not enough, you know. She's already mine. But what if you could have your daughter and your life?
1: I would ask what your game is. Suspicious as
2: ever. It's simple.
1: So very, 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 very,
2: very, 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 very simple. All you need to do is guess my name. Your name? How could I possibly ever guess? I'm a fair man. Three knights brought the last deal to you, so three knights will bring you to me. Three knights, three guesses. Go. Uh, uh, um,
0: She thought ferociously, her mind in a whirling panic, of all the names she could from the old stories.
1: uh, (laughs) Oh, Belschnickel?
2: Belschnickel? Do you think so little of me? He's a soft-hearted fool. I much prefer the spectacle of the silent horned devil at his side. But no, no... Those youthful locals, I am not.
0: He laid the now sleeping child down in her bed and slipped onto the windowsill. He faded into the dark and starlight. See you at moonrise, little Alicia. She spent all the next day in the Royal Library reading frantically through every book on stories and tales she could find. She found fairies and goblins that swiped children in the night, wolves and birds that ate them whole. There were women that cooked them, foxes that tricked them, forests that led them astray. But even in the histories, there only seemed to be whispers of someone with the ear of kings and heroes bent to his crooked mouth, who spirited babies away. No name to speak of. All day, the king watched his wife, his mouth a thin line. He had seen that expression before. Long ago. Then, near dusk.
1: Found you, you terrible thing. But this is a book from the Far Isles. How could this be? Hmm, The Traveler. Whoopity story. Is that a name or a title? Oh. Oh, this one. This one feels right.
0: At dusk she sat. Giselle cradled in her arms. She tried to sing, but as the sun set and the grinning moon rose, her voice wavered terribly. Suddenly, he was there, crouched as though he had never left her daughter's window. "'Yes, Alicia!' Alicia took a deep, steadying breath.
1: "'Tom tit Tot.
0: A sudden gust of wind, like an intake of breath, chilled the room. Giselle, who had been watching the creature intently, whimpered with fear. Oh,
2: it has been a long time, a very long time since someone called me that. I didn't think you little creatures had words enough then to write
0: that one down. He stood framed by the endless night sky, his unsmiling face ancient and alien. Alicia willed herself to not look away, though her bottom lip shook with fear. I look forward
2: to tomorrow night. You will lose, and you and your daughter will
0: be mine. Forever. He faded away, leaving Alicia to weep in the darkness.
1: I was so close! But he's right! That was the best I could do! Husband? How long have you been standing there?
3: Long enough to want to stretch my legs. Come with me on a walk.
0: She followed him for a few minutes in petrified silence. It would all come out now. Everything. Her borrowed time was up.
1: Albert? Albert, please. I wanted to tell you, but I just... Why
3: do you think I married you? It certainly wasn't for riches. Your horses alone cost me a fortune. Perhaps you thought it was your beauty. But then you would give me beautiful daughters. And you know what they say about the curse of beautiful daughters.
1: Why then, Albert... Why, after all of that, would you marry me?
3: Alicia, it sounds wicked now, but I promise you I meant it as a kindness. That first night you spent in the tower was meant to fill your father with the fear that his daughter would be taken away. I would have presented it to my court as punishment enough that death was not necessary despite our laws. I am not a fan of dissuading bravery or pride in one's family, and your father had both. But after that first night, After we opened the door to all that gold, the defiant triumph on your face, I knew that too many had seen you. Once the word got out, some noble would snatch you up and
0: lock you away, a wife in a cage to make their fortune. He bared his teeth, the most feral expression she'd ever seen on his face. He always seemed so in control. Alicia's heart ached with love through her fear.
3: You were never meant for a cage, Alicia. You were always meant to have a crown And if you had denied me I would have moved you and your father far away Far enough that anyone who had heard the tale Would not associate it with you Far enough that even I would not be able to give in to my temptation And take
0: you for myself Alicia's attentions were so wrapped up in her king That she almost did not realize that they had come to a door Splintering in some places From behind it she could hear the unmistakable creaking of a spinning wheel See
3: now, my queen, you are someone I have quite a bit in common with. Someone who is not afraid to borrow trouble.
0: The door creaked open. Behind it sat an old woman. Her legs moved up and down steadily as she worked, carefully spinning straw into shining gold. When she looked up at them, her smile had all the warmth and love of the matron she pretended to be. But her eyes were the same as his. Frau Holda, sorry to intrude.
3: But I think it's time you met my wife, Alicia.
4: Hmm. Yes, I suppose it is. You know this makes us even, little prince. (laughs) Rauhulda, I am king now. Not so little. Time is a river, little prince. You see its speed. I only see the water. Now, collect your whelp and leave your kindred spirit with me. She stinks of that miserable cheat, so I want this done quickly.
0: As the old woman spun and spun, Alicia could not tear her eyes away from the giant thumb she used to press the straw and golden thread.
4: All talons have their prices, little gambler. I paid mine fairly. The traveler takes it from others. It is cheap and garish. Apart from what I owe the prince, I wish to see the traveler suffer. So listen closely to what I tell you and do not fail. I'll do what I have to do.
0: Something like respect shone in the old crone's eyes she gave Alicia
4: a gentle smile. Under the Joker's pallid grin, on the bone tree tall and thin, secrets carved on paper skin, you'll find his name. Yes, yes. Ah, the laziness of youth. You have all you need and you're wasting time. Go into the wood, in the direction you least want to go, and get it yourself. I'm busy.
0: Sorting through what the crone had said, Alicia fled from the room. She ran outside through the silent tulips wincing as she flung open the gilded garden gate. The woodloom just beyond the wall and gobbled her into its darkness without hesitation.
1: No, I can't. I just can't. This is wrong.
0: She shivered and wept, her skin erupting in goose flesh, her heart quailing in her chest. Only her traitorous feet kept her moving in the dark as if they were old friends with evil that lurked there. Thorns caught her hands, her hair, her dress trees caressed her cheeks lovingly longing to snatch her
1: up god help me i'm lost (laughs) i'm going to die here i'm i'm not lost i know exactly where i'm going keep going keep going you stood to dance with the devil go through the steps with your head high think of giselle think of oh sweet mother in heaven
0: there its bone-white arms caressing the night sky, stood the largest beech tree that Alicia had ever seen. Though not a single leaf clung to its rattling fingers, it seemed to glow a healthy, silvery white. All over its massive trunk, translucent shreds of its skin fluttered in the cool breeze, whispering to each other like children in a schoolhouse. As it so often happened with Alicia, wonder overtook her fear. She felt herself tugged into the clearing by her wicked feet.
1: This tree must be hundreds of years old. But look, what is that carved there? And there, something has been written on these bits of bark.
0: She reached out and grabbed one of the fluttering pieces and peered down at the single word written upon its surface. All other sounds from the wood had stopped.
1: Hannah, what on earth? And this one, Sophia. And here, Anna, Marie, Mila, Emma... Giselle.
0: The ink was fresh, gleaming in the moonlight. The bottom dropped out of her stomach. She looked up in horror. All the way beyond where she could see, names were written in bits of beach skin Leia, Marguerite, Lorelei. It was never ending. There were names written in tongues and symbols she could not hope to recognize. Just when she thought her horror may strangle her, she heard a sound that showed her the
1: true depths of fear. <laughs> No! That old hag tricked me! (laughs) I have to... I have to hide!
0: She did the only thing she could think of. She flung herself up into the air and snagged the lowest branch she could. Her cold fingers scrambled for purchase. She managed to pull herself up, climbing as high as she could until she was at least partially obscured by the humongous branch. She pressed herself into the cold trunk and tried not to breathe. And the joker's
2: pallid grin
0: on the bone tree
2: tall and thin.
0: <laughs> the little demon came gambling into the clearing right up to the bone tree. Alicia willed him not to look up. She could hear the sound of his nails scratching against the bark and shivered. Secrets carved on paper
2: skin. Oh, you will pay little queen. Kingdoms will rise and All before I am bored of you. Alicia could not help herself.
0: She bent down to look. Her own name gleamed up at her from the ragged bark he held in his long fingers.
2: You'll never find my name, Rumpelstiltskin.
0: (laughs) In her shock, she gasped. The little man's laughter died away instantly is someone out there
2: it is a glorious night for a hunt
0: he disappeared into the woods alicia waited as many heartbeats as she could before her fear dragged her down the tree and off into the woods she ran unmindful of the tearing vines and crunching leaves she ran for her life with the little monster's name like copper on her tongue It was late afternoon. Most of the castle was preparing to eat supper. The queen sat, knitting in the garden, the sweet scent of tulips comforting her pounding heart. Dusk was still staining the sky when he appeared, a dark splotch amidst the riots of color.
2: I have come for my queen and princess. Do not think you can hide her from me, dear. I always get what I want.
1: If I am to be your queen, I am told that it is right that I call you by your name. I would hate to disappoint you.
2: I can forgive you that fault, my Alicia.
1: Oh, no. I would not dream of it. So allow me to correct my misstep, Rumpelstiltskin.
2: Who told you? Who dares to tell you my name.
1: I have won, stop this, leave now.
2: I will not, I will not have my victory stolen from me by some cheating, vile
1: Troller! Stop, stop, leave now, you can't. I will not, I will not, I.
0: The earth opened underneath him as he raged and Rubble Stiltskin skin fell deeper and deeper until his form was swallowed by the dark. Albert! Strong arms scooped her up and the king held his beloved queen to his chest They stood there like that for a time the king allowing his queen to weep and dry her tears Before they went into the celebratory feast being held in honor of his clever wife They lived long, happy lives together with Giselle and all their many children. What became of the little man was a mystery, for they were never bothered by him again. I hope you enjoyed the tale. When you
2: return, perhaps I will tell you another.
4: This episode was brought to you by... Anansi's Completely Genuine Hundo P. Fake Commercials. What's real about them? The
2: dark parody of the real world.
4: What's fake? The
2: goods and services offered.
4: What's a commercial?
2: I don't think you're taking this seriously.
4: Don't forget to check out Anansi's completely genuine 100% fake commercials. We can't stop making them. You're welcome.
0: Oh, gods. The script for Tom Tot. Wait, wait, that's not right. Whoopity story. No, come on. Ah, stiltskim" was written by LJ Donnell. For more information on Anansi Storytime, visit us at spiderstorytime.com. Please review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever we're available. It goes a long way to help people find us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.
2: You know how this works. I take your name, then I take your hair, and then it's your firstborn.
4: That's how these things work. (laughs) Wipeout. Grumpelstiltskin!